The nursing industry is one of the fastest growing career forces in the world today. There are so many issues in the healthcare field these days relating to nurses that simply are not discussed in the media. Welcome to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with Leanne Meyer. Our program will help you with the most relevant information if you are in the nursing field or are planning to enter the industry. Now, here is your host, Leanne Meyer. Welcome to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. I am Leanne Meyer, and I am really, really happy today because today we're going to talk about rewarding or awarding, I suppose, awarding nurses for all the amazing things that they do day in and day out. And so this is really a very appropriate show, especially right now. So the title of our show today is COVID-19, Honor Your Nurse with a DAISY Award. Uh, what better time to honor our nurses on the front lines of COVID than with a tangible award? So often we share verbal praise, especially now, or go out on your front porch and yell our gratitude. But how often do nurses get handed a trophy for what they consider just part of the job when their patients and coworkers see it as a life-changing experience? I welcome today to the show the co-founders of DAISY Foundation, Bonnie and Mark Barnes, who have been giving trophies to nurses their life's work for the past 20 years. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, Bonnie, could you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and and um, why or how you're uh, making this your life's work? Oh, thank you so much, Leanne. Absolutely. And um, we appreciate the opportunity to share our story with you. Twenty years ago, Mark's son, Patrick, died of complications of the autoimmune disease, ITP. And we had the great gift of being able to spend a lot of time with Patrick when he was in the hospital um, and got to see for the first time in our lives what nurses really do every day. And I mean really do every day and every night as we spent nights there as well. And what we saw really took our breaths away. We were expecting that Patrick would get tremendous clinical care. What we would not expect was the way that care was delivered. His nurses were so thoughtful and sensitive and truly compassionate, not only to Pat, but also to all of us and his family. So when Patrick died after the eight worst weeks of our lives in the hospital, Mm -hmm. Mark and I felt very strongly that we had to find some way to express our gratitude for what nurses do every day, work that we figured they'd pretty much take for granted, but that made such a huge difference to us when when Patrick was so sick. So we created the DAISY Foundation, and DAISY stands for Diseases Attacking the Immune System, since that's what took Patrick from us. Mm-hmm. And with it, we created the DAISY Award for Extraordinary Nurses as a way to provide ongoing recognition, sharing the stories of, of tremendous impact that nurses have on patients and families. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's why we do what we do and have been doing it for 20 years as full-time volunteers. That's amazing. Um, Mark, could you uh, explain just a little bit about what ITP is, just in case people are not familiar with that particular one? Well, I wish I could explain exactly what it is, but just the idio means they don't really know what it is. But uh, mm-hmm. what, what does it stand for? What happened to uh, to Pat is that uh, his body quit making platelets, and oh. that's what happens with with ITP. And you 
gradually, uh, I guess, bleed to death because you can't, it doesn't clot. Now, they've got enough drugs now today that it, you can live with it, and it's not a fatal disease much anymore. But at his time, it was. And uh, it, uh, I wish I understood what caused it. I don't think uh, medicine understands what causes it yet. But it's mm-hmm. an internal autoimmune disease. Uh, it's the one thing that I don't know people realize is that there are more things we don't know about the body and, and health than what we do know. We think we've kind of got everything all sewn up and, and uh, tied in a bow, and we definitely do not, especially we're seeing that now with COVID. Um, Cindy Lefton is uh, also with us today, too, and um she is a PhD RN, uh, an irreplaceable friend, and an organizational psychologist and volunteer for DAISY as team leader for DAISY Award Impact Research Project. So welcome to the show, Cindy. Thank you, Ian. So can you tell us just a little bit about your background and then how you came to be involved with this family and this project? <laughs> Well, I am an emergency department nurse, and I still practice, and I'm also an organizational psychologist. So we focus on team building, leadership development, and culture change. And I actually happened to be attending a conference and was congratulating one of the speakers on her, her session, and she was standing next to this woman who was saying, we want to put some science behind the DAISY Award. And my colleague pointed to me and said, talk to her. That was Bonnie (laughs) Barnes. And that's how it literally all began. I just like to say that I was in the right place at the right time. Yeah, and you know, I believe that there's nothing uh, coincidental under under the earth. There's some reason why we happen to be in that right place at the right time. So <laughs> let's let's talk more about Daisy, and I'm going to turn this uh, over to Bonnie. But anybody, jump in if if you'd like to. Um, tell us about I mean, you know to do this for 20 years takes tremendous pa- passion and determination and diligence. Can you share with us a little bit about that? I'd be happy to, Leanne. It's, it is, uh, I have to admit, been a real surprise to Mark and me that DAISY has um, built as it has. The scope of it has been just tremendous, and I think it's because the, the DAISY Award, was, there was real need for meaningful recognition, and I'll, I'll ask Cindy to speak to the meaningful recognition aspect of this work in a minute, but um, we had no idea when we started it that today there would be over 4,500 healthcare facilities and schools of nursing committed to honoring nurses month in and month out with the DAISY Award. And not only in every state in the United States, but in 28 other countries as well. And because Mm -hmm. of our focus on compassionate care, it was truly a, a a unique offering when we started the DAISY Award. Now, in the very early days, I have to admit, we had a lot of nurse nurse leaders say to us, are you for real? You want to do what? (laughs) You want to do, honor nurses for what they do every day? But as the program um, was seated in hospital after hospital, nurse leaders talked to each other, of course, and they could feel and see the impact that uh, this kind of recognition was having. 
Uh, and it is all about recognition. There's no money involved. You referred to a, a trophy before. Actually, it's a beautiful piece of sculpture that we import from Zimbabwe that we call a healer's touch. And it's become quite a symbol, I think, of, of compassionate care and the relationship, the bond between nurses and their patients. And so the Healer's Touch um, sculptures are hand-carved for us, as I said, in Zimbabwe by Shona Artists. And now we are supporting uh, 22 artists and hundreds of people in their extended families, all thanks to the extraordinary compassion that nurses are providing around the world every day. Yeah, Bonnie, I, I would just like to add one thing. Bonnie and I both come from the wonderful world of advertising. Mm. And advertising has recognition awards for everything. You come to work on time, you get a trophy. You uh, create the most <laughs> expensive ad, you get something. So we, we were used to that. And, uh, and the other thing about the wonderful world of advertising, whoever won the award, everybody would applaud. And in the background, they would say, well, I should have gotten that award. I mean, mm -hmm. I did a much better job. When we got to nursing, number one, we couldn't really understand why they didn't have recognition. They had clinical recognition, but not any recognition for what nurses do every day. And we thought that uh, there could be a possibility that if a nurse receives an award, everybody else would do the same thing that ad people do and be jealous of it. Well, mm -hmm. just the opposite. And it, just, it really hit us. Every award that we went to, Every nurse who did not receive the award said, oh, you could not have picked a better person. That person deserves it so much. And yet the things that they were doing was just as important. So that was the other thing that kind of drove us at the very beginning, is to make sure that nurses understood the difference that they were making. They weren't just doing their job. They were making a difference in people's lives, and they needed to understand that. And I don't right. think they did. Well, not only I think that nurses don't always, um, I mean, we think about it in our own hearts and we take it home and maybe we share it with people close to us of something that happened that just really touched our hearts deeply and we felt like we put everything we had into it. But we don't really think in terms of, you know, other people wanting even to know about it. Um, yeah. Cindy, do you know, like, how many awards um, are given out, like, per year? And and do you and I'll, I'll go I back to Bonnie and Mark. Then. Bonnie and Mark know the the we can give you an answer there okay. on that. Well, let and, me let me provide the um, the overall scope, and then Mark, maybe you can get into the annual scope. So far, 144,000 nurses have received the Daisy Award. But wow. the number that really touches us, and we think makes a tremendous statement about the drive for other families to say thank you. More than 1.8 million times a patient or a family member or a coworker has taken the time to write their story and tell of the impact a nurse has had on, on them and how a nurse cared for them by writing a DAISY nomination. And at 1.8 million times, boy, it is clear we are not the only folks who need to say thank you to nurses. Right. Mm -hmm. Mark? Yeah, well, COVID. <laughs> well, right now, it, it, there's probably between twenty and 25,000 awards each year. But what we, what we tried to do after we started to understand what we had here is to make a little bit of scientific uh, meaning for it. And we figured that if a hospital 
has a number of wards based on the size of the hospital, and we figured mm-hmm. about 4% of their nurses should be able to receive the award. And some small hospitals do it once a year, some do it twice a year, and some do it uh, 24 times a year. Ooh. So that's uh, it's ongoing recognition, though. It's not just Nurses Week. That's what's very, very important. You can, but the other thing of it, those are the people who receive the award. You can have as many nominations as you want. That's why we're approaching two million in nominations. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I would add to that is that uh, after the first several years of honoring direct care nurses, the Daisy Award was gaining uh, a place of such value in the nursing profession that. Um, we realized that there were other applications of it that we needed to, to spread it around, and we really became driven to say thank you to nurses wherever they practice and wherever they are in their careers. So uh, with, at the strong advice of a number of, of nurses who have come to us with our best think, our best thinking comes from nurses. <laughs> Everything great <laughs> that DAISY does has come from a nurse. Um, we created a DAISY Team Award for nurse-led teams, We created a Nurse Leader Award for those leaders who are creating the environment where extraordinary care happens, and -hmm. and that Daisy Nurse Leader Award can go to anyone who's providing indirect care. could be an educator, an informaticist, a a nursing director or CNO, or certainly managers, people who really contribute to the environment where extraordinary compassion can thrive. Mm -hmm. We also have brought the program into the academic setting, as uh, a member of our board said years ago to us, uh, she was a dean of nursing at the time, and she said, you know, somebody had to teach those nurses who took care mm-hmm. of Patrick. So we created a faculty award and then a student award for those nursing students who were providing direct care during the, their clinical rotations. And finally, uh, a few years ago, it was uh, recommended to us by one of our, our hospital partners that we create a, a lifetime achievement award honoring those nurses who have given decades of their lives to extraordinary patient care, and that program has been very, very well received. Bonnie, why don't you explain in a little more detail the student award, because I thought that was, uh, that was a kind of a highlight for me anyway. Well, what, what we started to see was um, patients don't always know that it's a student versus a nurse who's at their bedside, even though the student is likely with, an, with a registered nurse. And we were getting nominations coming in for nursing students, and that's when Mm -hmm. we realized that we needed to really seed the importance of compassion. What happened, I think Mark is referring to, is we got this wonderful PowerPoint sent to us out of the blue from the University of Iowa School of Nursing um, Student Nurses Association. And they were explaining to us just how hard school is. And Mm -hmm. they wanted to be reminded of why they were starting on this journey to become nurses and that be reminded that it's not just tasks and technology and clinical thinking, that the relationship with their patients is is as important, if not more so. And so they asked if if they could have a a rendition of the DAISY Award. Mm. And, of course, you know, Mark and I looked at each other and said, why didn't we think of that? (laughs) 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 Which we've said many times to each other over the years, but... So that's what really kicked off the um, the Daisy Award for nursing students. So, how do organizations um, connect with you? How do they find out about you? Is it something you are marketing to them, or especially you mentioned the twenty eight countries um, overseas or around the world? Um, how do they know about you, and how do they connect to you? 
Well, the number one way people know about is nurses talking to nurses. I always Mm. say nurse leaders talk to each other, and and we see that every day. So, no, we don't do a lot of outreach at this point. Uh, We get a lot of requests for information through our website, Mm daisyfoundation.org, which has tons of information on it, and all someone has to do is click on the request information link, and uh, they will immediately be contacted by one of our talented, dedicated, wonderful team uh, Daisy is Daisy is Daisy because of the fabulous team, including Cindy Lefton, who is our mm-hmm. director of the patient experience. And uh, one of our team will get back to them right away with information on on how to bring the Daisy Award. And you know, we provide 20 years of best practices and guidance to the process, as well as all the materials that anyone needs to honor their nurses with the Daisy Award. The international piece was a whole different story. Um, People started to hear about us overseas and, and connect with us, and you know we very slowly put our foot in the water, a toe in the water, and internationally. But over the last few years, frankly, it's been the International Council of Nurses who has hmm. just been fantastic introducing us to national nurses associations around the world. So just in the last month, national nurses, nursing organizations in uh, Uganda, Ghana, France, um, Ireland, Italy, have all joined our growing DAISY community of associations that are really supporting and driving word of mouth about this work. And of course, here in the U.S., we work with the American Nurses Association, the American Nurses Credentialing Center, um, the American Association of Critical Care Nurses, the list goes, and American Organization of Nurse Leaders, the list goes on and on. They are our marketing and outreach department. So, as I understand it, you started this program with just your family, correct? That's and right. then it, it sounds like it's a pretty big operation, so you must need a lot of volunteers. Mark always says it got out of control, and actually, the only volunteers are Mark and me. We are very blessed to, to well, have Cindy a, a staff. And Cindy, too. I take it back. Cindy is definitely <laughs> pro bono. Um, but no, we, are, we have a, a paid staff, and we, we run this. Uh, Mark does run this, um, if you will, as a, a nonprofit business because it's, mm-hmm. our sustainability is, is paramount importance to us. So can people um, um, contribute if they go to your website and say the oh, website again? For sure. It's www.daisyfoundation.org, O-R-G. And yes, there is a, a how to help button. Of course, donations are welcome. And we mm-hmm. have a number of industry partners as well that, that really give us great support for this work. That is fantastic. So, um, uh, what would you? Where would you like to go with this? Um, well, I, we, I would like Cindy to speak a little bit about the impact because, as, as Mark mentioned before, one of you mentioned before, Cindy said that um, we wanted to put some science, build some evidence underneath. Yes. What exactly was the Daisy Award doing for people when we met Cindy? There were about nine hundred programs um, in our in our network. And, and Mark and I were kind of scratching our heads trying to understand what was this actually doing. And so, Cindy, would you talk about the research you've done over the years to help us understand the impact of the DAISY Award? Sure. And, I, you know, I think um, the, the first place to start is to understand what is meaningful recognition. And that is one of the elements of a healthy work environment and the American Association of Critical Care Nurses in 2005 released their, these elements of a healthy work environment and its um, skill, 
skillful communication, true collaboration, authentic leadership, effective decision-making, appropriate staffing, and that's not a number. That is about looking at the skill set of your nurses with the needs of the patients and those two coming together. And then I'm biased, but meaningful recognition, I think, is the most important because it's it's the narrative, it's the stories of the culture and how all those other things, how skillful communication occurs, how true collaboration occurs, how decisions are made. So, you know, meaningful recognition is about, is feedback, it's a form of feedback, and it involves how acknowledging what one person did made a difference to you, the recipient. It mm-hmm. has to be relevant to the to the receiver. So I always like to say you can't go out and, you know, buy a vegetarian a great meal at a steakhouse. That's not going to be relevant <laughs> to them. So how did what what happened, you know, how, how does that mean something to the other person? How is it relevant to them? And then it has to equal the contribution. So it can't be, you know, something, you know, like a, hey, thanks, you know, for something that was really a big deal or, you know, just mm-hmm. over the top for something that maybe wasn't such a big deal. And so those are the three components of meaningful recognition. And the whole notion of positive feedback has a lot of deep roots in the world of psychology. So we just took what the, this family was doing. And, you know, they had no idea. I mean, they had great, great uh, advertising and, and marketing savvy because they've made this mm-hmm. so easy for mm-hmm. any hospital, school of nursing, any organization where there's nurses. It's, it's, they made it so easy to be a DAISY Foundation, a DAISY Award Hospital, and then it was just you know, looking at, well, telling them what they were doing from a motivational perspective because the DAISY Award has a lot of motivational you know, pieces. It's the, the whole premise really underneath meaningful small recognition. One thing that comes to mind uh, for me is um, do these hospitals use this in their promotion to hire nurses that they do the DAISY Award? Because anybody who would be uh, aware of the DAISY Award, it seems to me, would know that says a lot about that hospital. It's very true, Leanne. Uh, Yes, our partner organizations, and I I don't use the word hospitals anymore because it's gotten so much broader than that, but it is definitely used by uh, recruiters and talent acquisition people and, and all of that. Um, and, and also, nurses put the DAISY Award on their CV. And we're told by numerous nurse leaders that when they see DAISY on an, on a, an wow, applicant's yeah. CV, it comes right to the top of the pile because it says so much mm-hmm. about who that nurse is, not just what that nurse does. Exactly. Leanne, I'd, I'd like to go back to Cindy's point for just a minute because there's a story that really impressed us, all of us, at one point, and this was an elderly patient that was in the hospital, an elderly lady, and she craved a fruit plate. All she wanted oh. was a fruit plate, uh, and uh, she had asked several nurses, uh, could I please have a fruit plate? And they said, sure, we'll get right on it, and, and nothing happened. And she finally asked a nurse um, who did respond, and the nurse went down to the cafeteria, bought fruit out of her own pocket, brought it back mm-hmm. up, gave it, to the nurse, uh, gave it to the patient. And the patient just, it overwhelmed her. She mm-hmm. wrote a nomination 
to that nurse about how much that fruit plate meant to her. Mm-hmm. What it, uh, what an incredible difference it made in her. And the big part about that was that the chief nurse used that example as a teaching moment for other nurses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is no... This, this was not how the needle was inserted. This was not how this was done. This was a human being that asked for something. Mm-hmm. And you, exactly. And it was a great moment. And we use that example quite often as to why, why don't you... Why don't you more emphasize that in teaching nursing in nursing school? And for lack of a better term, I've I've said, why don't you teach fruit plate one oh one? That that you just that, that is the patient. That little request may mean nothing to you. What's a fruit plate? But to mm-hmm. that patient it was so meaningful and so important. I'm gonna we're we're uh, I'm gonna go to a break here a little bit early. Um but I want to ask a really big question when we come back, and I'm going to direct it to Cindy, but either of the other two of you can add in. As a nurse working currently during this time of COVID, um, we're hearing some really horror stories about administration's um, interaction and lack of respect for nurses. And I'm wondering how much um, have you seen administrations change how they look at nurses or how they um, deal with the whole concept of what healthcare is, you know, from, you know, maybe going from a corporate um, uh, bottom line financial uh, look at it to maybe understanding healthcare is a lot more personal and relational. So keep that in mind and you can think about it for a minute. Uh, We're going to go ahead and go on break. This is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. I'm Leanne Meyer, and today we're talking about um, Honor Your Nurse with the DAISY Award during this COVID-19 time period. And my guests today are are Mark and Bonnie Barnes, who are co-founders founders of the Daisy Foundation, and Dr. Cindy Lefton, who is an organizing, I'm really tripping over my words here today, organizational psychologist and volunteer for the Daisy um, Foundation. So we will be back in just a few minutes. We've been talking about all things wonderful in nursing and the uh, awarding and rewarding people for their actions. We'll be right back. to Voice America Health and Wellness. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7. VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. WomenInHealthcare.org, a national nonprofit, is our newest partner at Once a Nurse. It is among the most rapidly growing professional development groups for women in healthcare today. Through healthcare education, professional development, mentorship, community, and a focus on self, the organization empowers women with the tools needed to advance their careers. They use initiatives to break down barriers within organizations and equip women with the tools needed to open a powerful force for gender parity. 
80% of the healthcare workforce is female, with nurses a massive majority of that percentage. But less than 20% of leadership is female. Join womeninhealthcare.org as they help all women of all ages and all levels rise up. Use code HEALTHPROS to receive $50 off the annual membership fee and receive discounted pricing for events, free resources, webinars, and a substantial discount for our annual leadership summit on October 22nd, 2020 womeninhealthcare.org to be where you want to be in the world of healthcare. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. To reach the program today, Please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to leannevoiceamerica at gmail.com. Now, back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Hi, this is Leanne Meyer, and welcome back again. Thank you for returning. Uh, this uh, is Once a Nurse, and we're talking today about COVID-19, Honor Your Nurse with the DAISY Award. And my guests today are Mark and Bonnie Barnes, who are co-founders of the DAISY Foundation, and then Dr. Cindy Lefton, who is an organizational psychologist and volunteers to do a lot of different things, but especially statistical work for the DAISY Foundation. Um, when we left, I wanted to talk about the impact on organizations. Um, I think in in talking to a lot of different people over the last three years, in fact, this is my third anniversary, um, I have realized that a lot of people who lead large organizations don't always really understand how, that healthcare is really a relational thing. It is about what nurses do every day, that, that life-to-life connection and communication. And I'm wondering how or if maybe, Cindy, um, I know you're working still uh, during this time period, how does that message get back to administration? Um, do they begin to understand a broader concept of healthcare than just the financial difficulties of keeping a hospital going? Well, I think, um, you know, I, I can speak for nurses because that's what I am, but, uh, you know, every nurse leader it was at some time at the bedside. And so they, they have an understanding of what it's like to mm-hmm. take care of a patient and what it's like to be there in the moment with that human connection. And mm-hmm. as you know, you move up the ladder in any organization, whether it's healthcare or retail, you get tend to get further and further away from from the customer, and mm-hmm. then you are tasked with managing a lot of people and usually a lot of dollars. Yes. And there's a lot of complexities in healthcare that uh, are very unique to industries because Bloomingdale's doesn't have insurance. Uh, mm-hmm. People come in and they shop. Pay cash, credit, Venmo, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but healthcare, you know, has those complexities. So I think that what this pandemic has taught us was that that both are really important. Because I don't think there is a healthcare person around that, that doesn't realize how important our patients and their families are. It's not just 
the, the patients need them there. We, we need them there, too, because they're giving us really important feedback, and they're helping us recognize that we matter. But then you have to keep the doors open and the lights on, mm-hmm. supplies coming, right. and those kinds of things. So It's all um, important. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Bonnie, do you hear from, um, you know, CNO, uh, chief nursing officers, or um, people who uh, are amazed at some of the, the results from these nominations and from the award uh, celebrations? I, yeah, it's a, there's a terrific um, quote that I've, I've repeated often from a chief nurse uh, here in California where Mark and I live years and years ago, and it was one of those moments that truly inspired us to keep pushing and pushing to make the DAISY Award more prevalent, and that is, she said, I knew all this great stuff was going on in my hospital all the time. I knew it, but I didn't have a way to capture it, and I certainly didn't have a way to celebrate it. Mm. And the difference that that was making by having these monthly um, moments of recognition and it's, a, you know, the Daisy Award ceremony is about 15 minutes in the nursing unit, usually done as a surprise for the nurse. Everybody gathers around, now socially distant, they gather around, but they <laughs> gather. And, uh, and the story of what this nurse has done is read aloud. And the wow. impact that that moment has, that ritual of recognition has on everybody is really profound. It just, because these stories are so emotional, when they're, especially when they're written by or about a patient or a family member, but also because the response from the nurse, nurses are so humble and they don't appreciate the fact that they've truly made a difference, but when they get it, because the entire leadership of the healthcare organization shows up to celebrate them for 15 <laughs> minutes, wow, what a difference it makes. And I think it's been that, that experience of doing the celebration that really gets nurse leaders excited. And so many, many, many of them have said to us that their daisy day is the best day of their month. Wow. It's one thing, you know, as a nurse, I've been a nurse for 47 years, and it was one thing that always frustrated me was that I really, and I still feel like most people uh, do not have a clue what nurses actually do because we don't show up in the movies. We don't necessarily show up in the books. We don't show up, um, you know, when somebody is going to interview somebody about an important thing. It isn't necessarily the nurse that they're seeking out to interview. It's the doctors or other people. I'm hoping that this um, time period will show a little bit behind the scene of what nurses do. We're hearing some of those stories. Do you hear any, anything from people now? Oh, Leanne, you've, you've hit a, a really important topic. In fact, Mark and I just had this conversation yesterday with one of our board members. Uh, you're 100% right. Nurses are not called on to be expert um, quoters, expert interviews <laughs> for the media. Yeah. And the Woodhall study that was done 20 years ago, I think the first time, and then re-instituted re, uh, in the last couple of years, demonstrated how infrequently nurses are quoted in the media. And this is something that numerous nurse, nurse executives and nurse leaders and policymakers and people in a totally different world than, than we function are really spending time on. Yes, the media has been paying attention to nursing now. And what a wonderful thing, as you know, this has been proclaimed the International Year of the Nurse and Midwife mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. the World Health Organization. 
Of course, who knew it would turn into this kind of International Year of the Nurse? But it right. has certainly been um, an opportunity for the media to wake up to what nurses do. And I think at the same time, nurses need to learn how to talk about it. Um, I think nurse executives certainly know how to deal with media as infrequently as they're called on. But nurses every day need to be able to explain what they do and, and help people understand. Because if you haven't experienced it like Mark and I have, then you wouldn't know. And we didn't mm-hmm. know until Patrick went in the hospital for eight weeks. And a lot sure. of uh, media companies have their policy that they have to talk to a doctor. They won't talk to mm-hmm. a nurse, right. which has always amazed us because nurses are the most trusted profession there is year after mm-hmm. year after year. So why wouldn't you want to talk to a nurse if you wanted to get a trusted answer? Exactly. And what a lot of people don't realize, nurses are not, it's been many, many, many years, if ever, that nurses were just handmaidens of the doctor and simply carried out um, directions from somebody else. So, um, you know, at a basic level, most nurses have a BSN, which is Bachelor of Science in Nursing, and many, many nurses have master's and doctorates. There's um, something called advanced practice nurse practitioner, which is almost is basically at the level of a doctor and can, uh, if a state has laws that approve it, they can operate by opening a clinic and running it on their own. Um, and I think, you know, nurses as scientists and innovators is something we don't think of nurses as, but that's what they've become. Very well, true. I think we, and that's why the DAISY Award is so important because the nominations tell the story of our practice. Mm-hmm. The Daisy Foundation gave nursing a vehicle to to get their story out there, and it's so important because it's the story of our work, and right now it's going to be the story of how we navigated this pandemic. Mm-hmm. So I'm it's it's really important to capture those moments. It's it's a challenge now because with visitor policies in place um, still that families and um, loved ones are are limited and I'm I'm not debating that issue I'm just stating Mm -hmm. a fact and so Mm -hmm. how do nurses continue to to get those stories and that and that feedback because it's it's really really important. Mark you had started to say something? Well I was just uh, you, you kinda can open up a whole can of worms about this nurses as handmaidens, and, and I even remember the days when the doctor entered the room, the nurses had to stand up, and they had to do this, and they had to do that, and yet it's the nurses who really know what's going on with it. Mm-hmm. The doctor comes in, says hi to the patient, and then leaves, and then the nurse deals with them all day long, and uh, I think, I honestly do believe that the God complex of doctors is a thing of the past. It's getting there. Changing. I hope so. That is changing Mm -hmm. because now it's a team effort at a lot of of facilities, and I I think that's positive. But the nurses, just what you say, as a a profession, man, look at the education that nurses have. Mm I mean, just to go through uh, organic chemistry, yeah, <laughs> believe me. How do you get through that? You got me on that one. <laughs> yeah. So um, um, anyway, we, as I think you can hear, our our respect for nurses and the nursing profession uh, over the years, I think, is the biggest driving 
workforce for Bonnie and me of why we still do this and why we still volunteer because it is so meaningful to um, to recognize nurses for who they are and what they contribute. And, and just, one more comment to, to that, Mark. Go ahead, Thank Bonnie. You for, for that, one more comment. Um, a few years ago, we did a DAISY Award presentation with someone who was honoring a nurse who took care of her as a child. And she was uh, an older person, and she had had tremendous um, memory of what this nurse had done for her and how she had this nurse had inspired her to become a nurse. And when the award was given to this nurse's family because the nurse had passed away, the family said, Grandma never knew. She never knew she'd made this kind of impact on anyone. And Mark and I looked at each other and said, we have got to make sure nurses can never say, I never knew. And it's one of the reasons I feel so strongly about this Lifetime Achievement Award, because nurses give decades of their lives. Their sacrifices are profound, especially now. And they cannot know. They cannot not know. They have to know that they've made a huge difference, that their purpose has been realized. And that's, I think, the, the greatest thing that, um, that we at DAISY feel we need to keep promoting. Two things that come to mind with this. Um, one, not too long ago, about a month ago or so, I was talking with a doctor, <clears throat> and he made the comment that he had originally started out in nursing, and his intent was to become a nurse. And <clears throat> about halfway through, he decided he would become a doctor. And he said, um, I've never told anyone this, but the reason I decided to become a doctor is because I realized I didn't have the courage to be a nurse. Wow. <laughs> and wow. that absolutely shocked me. I'm, I've never heard anything even close. Yep. And well, you talk anything, about any quality that nurses are showing now, courage. among the zillions of qualities they're showing, courage is mm-hmm. high on the list. Exactly. Um, I, for five years, was teaching an RN refresher course and seeing nurses returning to nursing, just absolutely so thrilled because whatever time period away, they knew that this was a profession they loved and they had felt like it was a part of who they were. And for whatever time they were missing it, they always kept thinking, could I do it? Could I do it again? And I had in my last class, actually, a nurse who when she came in was 76 years old and she was doing her refresher. And she wow. was the first first person in the class to get two job offers before anybody else. Oh, that's she great. turned those down and ended up becoming a forensic nurse, studied to be mm-hmm. a forensic nurse. And yeah. I just talked to her a couple of days ago and she said now at 78, she's decided, especially with COVID and, you know, she's 78 and certainly more susceptible that she decided that it was probably time for her to not be a nurse anymore. So she volunteered at a hospice to make food for hospice patients. <laughs> no, that's why your show is called Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Huh? Yeah, I want to tell exactly. one, yeah. one real brief story, though, about the age. We, we were at a uh, Daisy presentation, and the recipient was a nurse who was 74 years old, and mm-hmm. she had received the Daisy Award. And I talked with her afterwards, and I said, um, you must have an awful lot of stories for the lifetime of what you've done. Mm-hmm. And she said, no, not really. I've only been a nurse for three years. And, oh, she wow. said, and she said, when my husband retired, I was 65, and he said, uh, you've taken care of me my whole life. I've done this. 
The rest of it is up to you. We'll do anything that you want to do. We'll go to Paris. We'll do cruises. We'll do everything. And she said, I've always wanted to be a nurse. And she went back to school at 65, and it took her eight years to get through, uh, seven years to get through. But she got through, and she became a nurse. And that was her lifelong dream, to be a nurse. And I've often thought I mentioned organic chemistry before. Can you imagine going back at, at 65 and taking classes like that? There's a will, there's a way. But I, that, that story, you know, Leanne, there's, there's probably a hundred stories that stand out like that that we have heard that, mm-hmm. again, just continue to drive us and what we do and how much respect we have for nursing. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, as people, young people are looking at career, um, for so long, it seemed like everything was toward how can I make the most money, um, that kind of thing. And then many, many people who feel like they are looking for something that means something to them, that they, they want to devote their life to, they really want to be able to make a difference in other people's lives, um, Many of those people have been encouraged not to go into nursing because it's really hard work and you're you're gonna you know you could get sick or you could get hurt or whatever else. And um, I think as people are looking ahead and looking at what is a mission focused work for me, a career for me, I think there's nothing like nursing. Cindy, well, any thoughts about that? Yeah, couldn't agree more. That's a hundred percent agreement with that. Yeah, I hope that people will um, think about that. I just realized we haven't talked about your book yet, and I definitely want to bring that in. So um, uh, this book is kind of um, an homage to 20 years of what you've done, and you've never written a book before, correct, Bonnie? Oh, that's correct. Yeah, tell us more about it. Yeah, (laughs) but actually, I have to say, it's not really an homage to our 20 years. It's an homage to the nurses who have guided us, and like Cindy, who have taken us by the hand and shown us what the DAISY Award means to nursing. We started this because we needed to say thank you to nurses. That was all we needed to do. What we didn't know or, or understand was that, that, the, um, that the statement of gratitude would have on the recipients and on the profession impact that went way beyond us. It's not about us. It's about the nurses. And nurses have guided us along the way. So the book, which is called Shining the Light on All the Right, Celebrating the Art of Nursing Around the World, is really the story of of how we went from Patrick's bedside to 20 years later with all of the nurses who have, have contributed, guided us, coached us, given us ideas, steered us when we were going off course, and, and worked so hard to make this right for, for the nursing profession. And it's all about the, the positive. It's, it's what happens when you shine the light on all the right as opposed to focusing on everything that's wrong. I've, and I learned this from Cindy, actually. You know, what happens when you, um, if you, everybody does a root cause analysis when something goes wrong in a healthcare organization, but what happens when you stop and pay attention to all the good that's going on? Right. So that's why we titled it Shining the Light on All the Right. Mm-hmm. And so how I, do we I, replicate I, the right stuff that's being done? <laughs> yeah. Well, just yeah. Uh, what Bonnie said, it is a tribute to everyone along the way. The longest chapter in the book is the last chapter 
and it's not acknowledgments, it's thank yous to everyone who has helped us. And we've tried to go back and mention everyone that, that helped us along the way. And there's probably what, 3,000 names in there? Oh, I don't know. Yes. Who, I was who, reading how many pages. It was like 20-some pages or something yeah, yeah. of, but, of but just thanking and, all and, the people involved. And yeah. people who we talked to afterwards and we mentioned what they did, they had no idea they did that. They had no <laughs> idea they made the contribution that, that did it. Yeah. Well, it's amazing that you kept track of all that and remembered all of it. Um, I want to just, you know, say that I know that this book is available on your website also. And um, in this age where we're getting 25 or 50 or 100 requests for money every single day in all of our emails, um, I'd like to just say this is um, this money for the book goes toward the work you're doing. Isn't that correct? That's correct. 100% correct. So yep. I, I really, you know, all those people that have been out on your front porch and yelling and screaming for nurses, if you have that much feeling, please go to, is it www.daisy.foundation? It's daisyfoundation.org. Okay, dot org. And if you want to, information on buying the book, daisyfoundation.org slash book. Oh, and wonderful. That, that makes page, it easy. On that page, you'll find uh, ways to buy the book, the book in bulk. If you buy six or more copies, there's a discount on it, and ways that you can buy the book um, with us or autographing it to you. Oh, that's really good. Um, I have an autographed copy, and I want to say that I could barely put the book down. Um, I get a lot of books to read, you can imagine. And um, this one just, I I have to say, there are many tears as I went through of recognition and just, um, just feeling honored even knowing these other people were being honored, being feeling like, and I'm one of those people, I'm a nurse. And it felt fantastic to just read it and hear the stories and all the things that you did to make it all happen. Is there anything well, that, you that you're sure welcome? Um, we're coming to a point where um, I'm wondering if there's anything each of you would like to say that if there's one thing you really want nurses to understand around the world from you, what would it be? Uh, Bonnie? Well, I would say the most important thing right now to, to me is that the ritual of recognition has got to keep going, even during these very difficult times in our healthcare facilities and schools, that nurses need to know that they're making a difference and that they, uh, the concept of there are many ways to honor nurses with the DAISY Award, even with social distance and every, all the other precautions that have to be, have to be in place. But please... Um, take advantage of this opportunity to express gratitude to nurses and remind them that they are doing really good work. Don't mm-hmm. let it go. Mark or Cindy? Well, Mark, I, you as, go. as I often say, um, I've grown older and wiser, so I tend to agree with everything Bonnie says. <laughs> I, I, couldn't have, uh, I couldn't have said it any better than that. It's just... Uh, <laughs> To recognize what you do is so important. Thank you Cindy. so very much. Cindy, as a nurse, um, tell me about what this, you, you've been doing this for quite a long time if you were coming in when they already had 900 um, uh, organizations that were working with them. What have you seen over the years that has 
made you feel like this is worth doing volunteer work for it? Well, I think just, um, you know, in the first study when we looked, really tried to understand you know, what what does this mean to the people who are, are getting this recognition and then also to get the nurse leader's perspective of what's, a, you know, how do you use all this information to shape and drive a culture? And that was really pretty powerful. Uh, the nurses that we interviewed, it was one, I remember one saying was like getting an Oscar and uh-huh. how it just recharged their careers. And then nurse later saying, this is why we do what we do. This reconnects us with why we became a nurse. And uh-huh. as we, you know, dug deeper, and then, you know, we, we looked at the impact of recognition on compassion satisfaction, and there is a relationship. And in the most recent study, we wanted to understand why it was so important for the patients to say thank you, because they really mm. want the nurse to know, you know, that, there's, that they're an important part of their lives, and they, and they always will be. And I always say to my coworkers, you may not remember them, but they're going to remember you. And so Absolutely. all of those things coming together, that's the patient experience. The daisy nominations are stories of patient experience at its best, and whatever the hospital mission is or whatever healthcare organization or nursing school, whatever your mission is, those nominations tell you how your mission is being lived, and it tells you about when you really knock it out as far as a patient experience. Very valuable information. I want to thank all of you, especially for coming and and injecting this happy and positive and hopeful um, uh, feeling during this time when many of us are finding it hard to to find that. So thank you each for coming, uh, Bonnie and Mark, and also Cindy Lefton. Well, thank and you. You're welcome. And thank I just, you, Leanne. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And of course, Cindy, always great to be with you. You're so and welcome. Mark. And as <laughs> I... <laughs> I agree as with I, you, As I go out, I just wanted to say this, too, that um, as 2020 unfolds, we will be needing to support, encourage, and recruit more nurses, not just in the USA, but all over the world. Tragically, some will be needed to replace courageous healthcare workers who came to work in dire circumstances to care for patients with COVID-19 and contracted the virus. Some of these people will have survived, but may struggle with moral trauma and need time to realign their world. Some may have died. I recently started a page on my website, uh, www.onceanurse.com, called Caring Corner to provide resources, stories, connections, and encouragement for nurses everywhere. It's also on my LinkedIn and Facebook, and those are also Once a Nurse. Um, please contact me, Leanne, at onceanurse.com to share your experiences of joy, sorrow, and innovation on the front lines of nursing, wherever that might be. And thank you for listening, and most important, for supporting nurses, healthcare providers, and all healthcare workers. It is so needed right now, and my feeling is that truly, I don't know how much people realize that Healthcare. If if you don't have nurses, nurses are 
the vast majority of what makes healthcare what it is. And if you don't have nurses, you don't have healthcare. And so I really, really want to encourage every single person, whether you've had a connection to COVID or not, that you think about how might you continue or encourage nurses to come into nursing, stay in nursing, and advance themselves in nursing. Uh, thank you so very much. This has been Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. I'm Leanne Meyer, and this has been a great program. Thank you for listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing with your host, Leanne Meyer. Be sure to join us again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a productive and insightful week.